Welcome in, folks, to another episode of the We Know Fantasy DFS podcast. Today is November 21st. I am joined by the boss himself, Nate. Nate, say hello to the people. Hey, everyone. It's good to be back here. It's been a few weeks since I've been on the DFS pod, so let's uh, let's win some money this week. Yeah, let's try to get some wins. Um, so, again, um, I can't emphasize enough, we're recording podcasts daily. Uh, Monday's waiver wire wish list with Nate and Steven. Tuesdays is Samuel and Schlanger. Wednesdays is the We Know Fantasy podcast with Nate and he'll be rotating a guest in each week uh, since the fantasy fro is out of commission. Thursdays is the contributors podcast where you have a mix of contributors from the We Know Fantasy family uh, hopping on a podcast talking about a variety of different topics. Friday, Samuels and Schlanger is back again with episode two recapping Thursday night's game. Saturday, that's us, the We Know or Fantasy DFS podcast. Um, and then Sundays, don't forget live Twitch with Brian. Um, he goes live at around 11 a.m. each Sunday. And also, speaking of Sundays, this Sunday will be our launch of our first DFS, oh, excuse me, We Know Fantasy Dynasty slash Devi podcast, uh, where it'll be me, Nick, a.k.a. the Fantasy Mechanic, and Will Urion. Uh, we're looking forward to bringing you some Dynasty and Devi uh, content. Again, you can find all of us and Nate on We Know Fantasy on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to check out our website at weknowfantasy.com. All right, Nate, so you haven't been on in a while. I had Justin on me last week. Justin did a FanDuel lineup. I did a DraftKings lineup. So it'll kind of be the same way this week. Um, you'll do a FanDuel. I'll do a DraftKings. But we're going to go over to last week's results. So if you don't mind, can you go ahead and run through Justin's lineup and his results from last week for us? All right, guys. So Justin played Aaron Rodgers, had 26.4. Uh, James Robinson had seven or 12.2. J.D. McKissick, 14.4. His receivers really let him down here. Robert Woods, 6.1. DJ Shark, 7.6. Richard Higgins, 6.3. Tyler Eifert, 2.5. Devontae Adams, 14.6. And the Giants defense, at four points for a total of 94.1 points. Yeah, that was a tough one. I'm sure Justin's not happy. Hopefully when Justin listens to this, uh, he'll realize we didn't give him too much crap for it. So we'll just lay off of him for now. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, my, my lineup wasn't much better, to be honest, Nate. Uh, so I went with DraftKings. Um, I did a DraftKings lineup, and I said about Tom Brady coming off the bad prior week, and he should have a good week. And needless to say, he pretty much did. He was the only one that really scored for my DraftKings lineup. So – I had Tom Brady with 34.84. I had uh, Aaron Jones, 14.5. Duke Johnson, big letdown, 5.4. Michael Thomas, who I thought was going to go off, 4.7. Keenan Allen, 12.9. Robert Woods, I also had Robert Woods like Justin did, 8.6. Evan Ingram, a measly 3.5. Mike Davis, who I thought was going to go off, 8.4. And the Jaguars defense, who was really cheap, Going against the Packers, I kind of didn't like to play, but they actually had 11 points for a grand total of 103.84. I took a page out of your book, Nate, with going with the the cheap defense, and it kind of paid off a little bit. I wish my other uh, players would have did a little better in that lineup, though. Yeah, you know me. I love those cheap defenses that have good weeks. Yeah, definitely. All right, Nate, so why don't you start us off with – uh, your FanDuel lineup, go ahead and give your quarterback, and then I'll give my quarterback for DraftKings, and we'll kind of ping-pong back and forth with it. All right, guys. So, uh, you know, like Nick said, I have a FanDuel lineup here. Remember, this is half-point PPR for FanDuel, post the full point 
on a, a DraftKings and here on FanDuel, you get what was it ten thousand more dollars to spend? Even though the prices, you'll notice prices tend to be higher for players on FanDuel. Yes, it's sixty. 000. So my quarterback this week, I'm going. Yeah, it was fifty thousand there. Yeah. Okay. So my quarterback, I'm going Baker Mayfield. He's seven grand here. Uh, Browns get the Eagles this week. Uh, you know, it hasn't been great for this Browns team. You know, they started out hot and, you know, sense of falling off. And Baker Mayfield has struggled. You know, uh, we've seen that happen. But I think he gets a good week here. The Eagles, they're not uh, an Eagles secondary of the past where they're just like Swiss cheese where you can just toss all over them, find the holes. They're a little bit more competent this week. But Baker Mayfield has only completed 12 passes over the last two weeks at each game. Again, those in those games, they've only scored a, a total of 22 against the uh, Raiders and then 17. This is combined total here from both teams, 17 against the, with the uh, Texans. So I don't see that happening this week. I think you're going to see some points like, you know, week seven here, Cincinnati, they won 37 to 34, you know, and, and Baker threw the ball well that game. So I think we're going to return to a game like that. I don't see him throwing the ball just 20 times, 25 times here against his Eagles team. We've seen this Eagles team get better and better each week. They're starting to put up some points themselves. And, uh, you know, to keep up with those guys, I think Baker Mayfield, I know, uh, out without OBJ, he's taking a step back. But he's still got a lot of talent there, that running game especially. So I just think it's a uh, kind of a redemption game, more of a bounce back, I guess the words I'm looking for here is. So I'm going Baker Mayfield here at a at a good value of 7000 Yeah, I mean, I wish I could say I love it, but they're going against my Eagles, so I don't love it. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, I think Baker's kind of due. That offense is kind of due for um, a game where they put up some serious pass yards and some air yards. Um, it's pretty fun. I believe Baker Mayfield has more commercials than he has completions in the last two games. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I feel like every time I turn around, I see a Baker Mayfield commercial. So my quarterback may be popular, maybe unpopular, depending on what side of scale you're on this week. So with the news of the Drew Brees injury, and most of us believe in Jameis Winston was going to be the starter. Taysom Hill wound up getting named the starter. So I'm actually wrong with Taysom Hill in a DraftKings lineup as my quarterback. The reason is he's 4,800 in DraftKings. They're playing the Falcons. The Falcons are ranked 28th uh, in offense. Um, it's a divisional game. I don't expect Taysom Hill to put up 300 yards and crazy three touchdowns. But what I see is a lot of dump offs to Alvin Kamara. Uh, possibly a rushing touchdown for Taysom Hill as well, or two. Um, so a lot of dinking and dunking with him. Again, I don't expect the the big-time quarterback output, but for the price you can get him at, it allows you to go ham on some running backs and some wide receivers in a lineup, which you'll see I kind of try to do within this DraftKings lineup. Yeah, when you can get a starting quarterback for 4800 I think you have to roll with that. Um, here on FanDuel, he's actually Titan eligible, so that's where he's slotted into my lineup. So if he is to put up decent points as a quarterback, I have him in a tight end spot, which is a cheat code. Uh, ESPN has it the same way, where he's quarterback and Titan eligible, and if you have him, you're probably playing the tight position on those two formats because you can get quarterback numbers out of a tight end. So, uh, yeah, so he's he's the tight end on my team. You know, 4,500 here as, as a tight end going against a team that's allowed the most points to opposing tight ends. Uh, as a quarterback, it makes no sense here. Uh, but, yeah, if you're on FanDuel, you kind of exploit this. you got to play that guy there. Um, like Nick said, I don't expect anything crazy out of this game, out of this guy. Heck, I think Jameis Winston will get some decent yardage, even though Adam Scheffner has said that he hasn't, that there is no plan for a Jameis Winston. We'll see about that. 
Um, but yeah, uh, this is an interesting situation. It's something that we're not used to. I remember, I can't remember the player, uh, but a few years ago, there was something similar. I think it was like a, a, a running back. Nick, I'm going my first running back, and I think you have to play Alvin Kamara this week. And you said it for the same reason. Uh, you know, a lot of dump offs here to Alvin Kamara this week on FanDuel's 9700. And I'm surprised he's not even the, he's not even the most expensive player here on FanDuel. Um, I believe I believe Dalvin Cook's more expensive than him, and of course McCaffrey is, but he's out. So second highest player, Alvin Kamara 9700, opposed to Dalvin Cook's 10.5. You're getting a guy who is the top fantasy, you know, skill position player uh, this season at a great value. A lot of dump off passes, a lot of rushes for him against his poor Falcons defense. I don't think you can go wrong with playing Alvin Kamara this week. No, and actually, it's funny because I, Alvin Kamara is also in my lineup. So there's two players from the Saints right there. We both have we both have Taysom Hill. We both have Alvin Kamara. So I believe we're both on kind of the same wavelength there. Um, I will let the listeners know Alvin Kamara on DraftKings is 9,200 as opposed to 9,700 on FanDuel. Um, like you said, Nate, I mean, it's dink and dunk, especially with Taysom Hill quarterback. I don't like a Michael Thomas or an Emmanuel Sanders in this game. I love Alvin Kamara. I think Alvin Kamara can easily have 14 to 15 receptions in this game. That sounds high, but I believe it's something that can be achieved by Kamara. Um, you said it, they're playing the Falcons, 23rd against running backs. Uh, there's not much more to add. I think it's interesting that on Fandle, I wanted to you know just hit back what you were saying because you have Taysom Hill at your tight end position, that Fandle allows him to be played in there. That is somewhere where people who are setting Fandle lineups should capitalize. So thank you for bringing that to the table, Nate, and letting the listeners know about that. Of course, of course. All right, guys, let's go to my second running back here. Um, I'm going Naheem Hines here, the Colts. Take it on the Packers. The Packers are rather poor against the run. They've allowed the third most fancy points to opposing running backs. Hines really isn't your typical running back. I know last week he saw a season-high 12 carries, but really where he, he makes his money here is in the receiving game. Uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor continues to struggle. He's losing chances left and right. Actually, Jordan Wilkins is the uh, – is the I think he has 39 rushes the last three games, and then Taylor and Hines combined have 43. So Wilkins is dominating the touches – uh, in terms of carries behinds is really getting the work here in the passing game on the season four touchdowns in the passing game two on the ground six total through 10 weeks here for what you would deem a backup I guess running back he's not really a starter last week six targets five receptions I think he does a lot of work here against this Packers team that are rather poor against the running back especially gets the ball in the backfield uh, just love his uh, it's a little bit harder here because we're on a half point PPR but again, you know, he gets a lot of yards on the ground. Uh, he, he averages, let's see, the last week, 5.8 per carry, 9 per carry. Then receiving 9, 10, 18. He just gets a lot of yardages on his chances. So if he is still limited on his chances, he's still getting the yardage. He's still getting the targets. And, he, and he, as he's shown, he's getting the touchdowns as well. And he comes in at a very fair price of 6,100. Yeah, definitely. It's a shame you don't get uh, points in FanDuel for uh, gymnastic backflips and somersaults. Because uh, Naheem, I Hines, enjoy that. <laughs> Naheem Hines, when he gets to the end zone, likes to put on a show and is pretty 
nice to watch, to be honest with you. Yeah, I love Naheem Hines. Um, it's kind of the, the, the running back carousel going on there in Indy with Frank Wright kind of. I can't say he's playing the hot hand because I feel like as soon as a player starts to get a little hot, he pulls him out and goes with someone else. Um, but it, it's tough right now. It's tough to trust Jonathan Taylor in any format. It's uh, As you said, Wilkins is leading as far as touches, as, as running back, as carries, as attempts. Um, we're going to have to see what happens in this game. I mean, Green Bay's not that great against the rush, so this could be a get-right game for Jonathan Taylor, and that'll be remaining to that will remain to be seen, but I, I love Naheem Hines, especially if they're in a trail situation late. Some dump offs to Naheem Hines, um, and even though it's half point PPR, six of them turns into three points for you. So I like it, Nate. So, you know, especially with the value you're getting them at as well. Yeah, I have to always remember too that even though it's half point and you did that comparison six to three, every other player is still in half point PPR too. So you're not missing out that much. Right. Yeah. Um, so. My second running back, I'm going to go back to the well here again on Mike Davis. Um, it, just because they're playing the Detroit Lions, uh, I feel like anytime you can play a running back going against the Detroit Lions on all platforms, um, in all formats, you need to go for it. We saw what Washington was able to do last week against them. Both McKissick and Gibson had decent games, double point uh, fantasy um, points. So I'm going to go with Mike Davis against Detroit this week as my second running back. And his cost in DraftKings is 6800 um, like I said, last week was a little bit of a, I thought he would have a better game last week. He didn't. So I think he's kind of due this week against a, 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 what seems to be a terrible Detroit Lions defense against the run. Yeah. You, you said there, you know, earlier when he came in, he was an RB one knocking touchdown after touchdown, receiving rushing, whatever. He was just scoring touchdowns. Now he's kind of fallen off. We saw that one game, Chris McCaffrey was back and then left again. So it's hard to trust this guy. Uh, but you know, this is still like, like, uh, Nick just said this, uh, this team, this Lions defense is real poor against the run. So anytime you can get a good value, you, like you said, good value there against this team, you really have to, uh, execute that and, and play that matchup as well. All right, Nick, how about we go to wide receivers? Let's kick it off. I'm going to go with one of your guys, Philadelphia, Philly, Philly. Uh, well, you are a Phillies fan, Philadelphia yeah. Eagle. Jalen Rieger. Uh, I like this kid. I like what's happening here. Um, he's quickly getting a, a, a more and more trust with Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, the last two weeks combined, he's had 15 targets, I believe it was. Uh, 13, excuse me. Catching seven of those, not the greatest. He did have his first touchdown in that span um, off a of bye week now. So he's not the bye week. He uh, last week had the Giants bye week before that, excuse me. But gets against Cleveland this week, who are uh, rather poor against the uh, pass, have allowed the six most fancy points to opposing wide receivers. And just with uh, this this connection between him and Carson Wentz, and like I said with the Baker Mayfield projection, I think there's some more points to be had in this game than people may expect or, or see. Um, so I think this is another one of those, another game of development in Jalen Rieger's career. I think he has a, a breakout, I guess you'd say here, with a, a great schedule heading a, a, ahead of them for the rest of the fantasy football and NFL season here for wide receivers, you know, Seattle next week and whatnot. But this week against Cleveland, great matchup. I think uh, Rieger uh, finds the end zone, gets another seven targets, five receptions. Go, let's go 80 some yards. It's it's a good week for him. Yeah, I like I like hearing that. Um, I, I like the way Rieger's played. I I hope um, he's the receiver that 
his draft position, um, you know, projected him to be. You know, it's still a sour taste for a lot of Eagles fans that they took Rieger over Jefferson. A lot of Eagles fans wanted Justin Jefferson at that spot this year. But Rieger has come on. Like you said, he's had 13 targets. Yeah, only seven receptions. But, you know, Wentz has been tending to airmail balls over receivers' heads and throwing them at their feet. He hasn't been such an accurate quarterback, so to speak, this year. Um, but I like it. I think, you know, long-term, I think Rieger's a, a real solid option um, going forward in DFS and in other platform or other uh, formats. All right, so for me, I'm going to go with one of Justin's boys, actually. I'm going to go with Keenan Allen against the Jets for 7,400 on DraftKings. Um, they're playing the Jets. There's not much more to add there. I mean, I think Herbert, that, that the emergence of Justin Herbert has been great for Keenan Allen. I think if had Tyrod Tower been the starting quarterback this year for the L.A. Chargers, that Keenan Allen won't be having the season he's having. Um, I think Keenan Allen loves it. I think, um, you know, he complements the way Justin Herbert plays very well. You know, he, he can run out of the slot. Um, you know, he, he he's a um, very physical wide receiver. He, he can go up and get the ball. Um they're playing the Jets. My only fear of this play is that is this a game where the Chargers are running away early and Keenan Allen don't get that volume that I'm hoping for. That's my only worry. But um, as I said, I went cheap with Taysom Hill to you know to allow to go ham on some running backs and some receivers. So this is one of the receivers I found that I really like for 7,400. And the Jets are 23rd against wide receivers this year. So. Keenan Allen for 7,400 DraftKings is a pretty decent play, I think. And just cross our fingers that they get into a shootout with the Jets, so to speak. Yeah, he hit it there. He was one of those guys who I put my lineup to come out, put in my lineup to come out, and I ended up not putting my lineup, but it was close. Um, gets a ton of targets, you know. He's seen at least double digits in all but three games this season. Um, has scored in three straight games, has five or seven touchdowns in the season. Puts up points, catches the ball, PPR monster. But like you said, is it one of those where they jump out the Jets, you know, then start running the ball with with that combination of a backfield they have there? Who knows? But if the Jets hang in there and they have to toss the ball, you can never, never uh, doubt Keenan Allen. All right, guys. Wide receiver two for me. I'm going Terry McLaurin. And part of this has to do with the amount of times we've seen Alex Smith throw the ball in his two games. Uh back you know he, he filled in um after I, I don't know how early in the game kyle allen went down but he threw 32 times in that game the 55 last week so there is a ton of chances to go around um i expect them to keep airing the ball out which is uh you know they don't have much, much of a running game the running backs you know there are pass catching backs opposed to running backs so that's why they their numbers are a little skewed with throwing the ball that much i would say but you know, with Terry McLaurin, PPR monster, going to get his chances. He's seen at least seven targets in every game this season. Uh, you know, he has two touchdowns in the last three games, at least 90 yards in the last three games. Get Cincinnati here, another great matchup. Uh, let me see here, $7,300 here on FanDuel, which is a great price for this type of guy. Going to give him the defense that's allowed the ninth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. I don't know if there's anything else I need to say here. Terry McLaurin is coming into an elite category of wide receivers. He's very talented. And he's put these numbers up uh, with some pretty shaky and poor, uh, you know, quarterback play over his last two seasons there in uh, in Washington. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's actually funny that you mentioned that was That was a question I was going to throw back at you. Um, was where kind of how do you see, you know, off topic of DFS, but how do you see McLaurin and, you know, 
I, I'm on the same page as you. Like he's elite. He's top ten. Um, he's done it with bad quarterback play, and at that, three different quarterbacks between Kyle Allen, um, Dwayne Haskins, and Alex Smith. Uh, no disrespect to Alex Smith, I think what he's done this year is unbelievable. But, oh, of course, yeah. You but, know, he's you know just, his years are far behind him. Yeah, he's not elite. You know what I mean? But for McLaurin, I mean, this kid is unbelievable. Watching him is just exciting to. You know, it's exciting to watch him play football. As an Eagles fan, I'm afraid of the next five, six years having to play him twice a season. So, uh, love McLaurin. Let's go. All right, so my second wide receiver, a guy who I just don't think is getting enough respect on any in any way, shape, or form, is Tyler Boyd going against Washington. Ooh, love him. Um, he's only fifty six hundred on DraftKings. So for me, like seeing that. Um, I actually was going to go the other way. I was going to go a little cheaper on um, my tight end and go more expensive. But I'm like, I can get Tyler Boyd, who is no disrespect to T. Higgins, because I love the, what he's done as a rookie as well. But Tyler Boyd's the number one receiver on Cincinnati. Joe Burrow loves him. Um, yes, Washington is tough against wide receivers. But in a game that I see being really close, I could just see Burrow. I, I can see a 10-reception game out of Tyler Boyd with somewhere around 80, 85 yards and a touchdown. Um, for 5,600 in DraftKings, that's a steal. That's great production out of a wide receiver, too, for you in a DFS lineup. Yeah, you're getting no argument out, out of me here. I love Tyler Boyd. I own him in so many redraft leagues because his value is there. And even 10 weeks in the season, he's a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy football right now, and he's that cheap. It's pretty criminal. And even, you know, the odds makers here are, are sleeping on this guy. Um, so, yeah, I, I love this guy. Uh, two touchdowns last three games. Um, like I said, getting the targets, getting the yards, Burrow's airing it out when he can. Like you said, kind of a tough matchup this week. Um, but we'll see what happens here. Um, yeah, uh, but you know, for the price you're paying for this guy, you really cannot go wrong. No, definitely not. All right, go ahead and give us your third receiver, Nate. All right, let's finish it off here with this is my most expensive uh receiver. I'm going Adam Thillian. You know, that Minnesota Vikings uh, guy, he, uh, off a big week, two touchdowns. He has a ton of touchdowns this season. Uh, just a touchdown machine. Let me see how many touchdowns. He's got nine this season, which is a career high, and he still has, what, six games left to go this season? Well, I don't know what their bye was, but yeah, he's got, uh, actually, yeah, they have uh, seven games left this season. or He might have missed a game in there. Anyways. Six or nine touchdowns from nine games, so he's averaging a touchdown per game. Seventy nine hundred here in a in a FanDuel and going against the Vike or the Cowboys this week, who've allowed the third most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Very poor there. Um, I I love this matchup. I I dare I say I may be playing Kirk Cousins in a few lineups this week, uh, mainly because I went heavy on Jameis Winston and now I have to uh, backtrack out of that corner I dug myself into. But, yeah, Adam Thillian, just touchdown monster. You can count on a score every week out of this guy. Um, and I don't, I don't see him slowing down this week, um, get another, getting into the end zone another time against his Cowboys defense. Yeah, definitely not. You're not going to get an argument from me, especially when my third wide receiver is Justin Jefferson in the same game. Oh, right there we go. Side. Yeah, I mean, I think we're both on the same um, – you know, thought there of going against Dallas. Um, Justin Jefferson is 6,000 in DraftKings. So, I mean, w we see the volume Jefferson got. I believe he had 10 targets against, uh, or last week, um, against the Bears, um, who, who believe it or not, have a decent secondary. And most of his 
targets and his receptions came against Kyle Fuller, who, if I'm not mistaken, last year, the year prior was an all pro. So, um, you know, he's up there. Jefferson is a guy who, you know, he, he runs a lot out of the slot or a lot of, um, excuse me, a lot of, um, Jesus routes out of the slot. So Kirk Cousins is, has always liked slot receivers. So, like I said, 6,000 DraftKings against Dallas, kind of the same reasons you said with Thielen. I think Thielen is more of the touchdown threat, where I think Jefferson is more of the volume threat in this game. Um, that being said, I'm going to pose a, a question to you, Nate. Justin Jefferson in startup dynasty leagues, what wide receiver is he? Oh, man, you're really throwing that at me. Oh, man, he's got to be top 20, I'd say. Top 20? This is hard. If we're, if we're only going rookies, you know, if you just want to go that route, uh, I don't think I don't think there's a, you know, besides, of course, a C.D. Lamb, I don't know if there's a rookie wide receiver taken ahead of him. No. I, maybe, I, I, maybe, I was going to say maybe Brandon Ayuk, but, you know, that's me just being a homer. Yeah, uh, T. Higgins is at, T. Higgins actually up into the conversation there. as well. Um, what what I shock you if I said I think Justin Jefferson in a startup dynasty is a top ten receiver? Would you be shocked at that? Yeah, I think I would, but I don't. You know, of course, rookies carry a lot of value there. If you are say you know what you know now in your draft in the beginning of the season, say say you know what you know now and next year he's a rookie. Yeah, I see that happening. Uh, you know, because people put that value in those guys. But we're seeing him in a very good situation here, playing opposite Thielen. We saw what Stefan Diggs and Thielen did for years in that team with separate or di- with different quarterbacks, you know, throughout their career there. Still put up numbers. So I still think uh, you- you're correct in-, in that statement. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't too crazy. I know it's a little bold, but I, I can say it. I mean, I actually talked to someone this week, and I believe DK Metcalf is your wide receiver one in startup dynasty drafts. Come oh this yeah, I'm not not debating, not debating that at all. I mean, but, you know, of course the uh, the person at the conversation was like, I don't know about that. I'm like, I'm telling you, he is the wide receiver one going forward. So we're enough we're about be that. Debating him as the. Uh... Best wide receiver in the league here in a season or two. Very, yeah, very shortly. Might even be by the end of this year. So that, that's yeah. some stuff me and Will will hop into in our Dynasty Devi podcast come Sunday night. But um, go ahead and give us your tight end. Uh, actually, you gave us your tight end. You yeah, we went through my tight end. So I'm sorry, Nate. All right. So, oh, you're fine. For me, my tight end, I'm going with Logan Thomas going against the Bengals. Um, Trusted Logan. Yeah. I mean, he, he's 3,300. Uh, he's getting volume. I mean, the Bengals are 31st uh, against tight ends, so they're they're down there with the Eagles as far as teams that are just terrible against the tight end position. Um, this was actually the last position I filled in this lineup, so we know how when you know you have set amount of salary cap left, it automatically scrolls you to you know the very top person you can pick. And I saw Logan Thomas, and I didn't go no further because I thought to myself, uh, he's been getting volume. Alex Smith loves the tight end. Uh, they're playing Cincinnati in a game that I think is going to be pretty close. You know, I think this game's going to be close the whole way through. I don't see a blowout happening for either team. So I, I, I do see a lot of throws. Um, I think Logan Thomas can get in the end zone, which, you know, that's all you really want from a tight end in a DFS lineup is me and Justin had talked about is a touchdown. So a dart throw. Any thoughts on that, Nate? Yeah, you'll have me. I've played him several weeks in a startup in DFS. I mean, and, and redraft and DFS, you name it. I've played him. I've played him there, you know, last week um, in a game where Alex threw 55 times, 
Logan Thomas was second to only Terry McLaurin in uh, in yards and uh, targets. So, you know, he's getting the volume there. And if you're looking for a safe, cheap play with a uh, somewhat of a safe floor in DFS, like you said, once you see that name, you don't really go further than that. Yeah, definitely not. So go ahead and give us your flex, Nate. All right. So if you know, I've been on this podcast before, and I've stated how I build my teams, you know. I kind of fill in what I what I want. I have my guaranteed players going in, fill my you know sleepers and whatnot. Then I get left whatever I have left for my flex position. So this week I can afford a Derrick Henry where I'm going with. Um, you know the matchup is not ideal here against Baltimore, but you know you're getting volume. You're getting a guy who rushes for 100 yards routinely, gets 20 plus carries almost every week, finds the end zone. When he does find the end zone, though, it does not seem you know it's either it seems like every time he scores in a game, he gets two touches in the game and he hasn't scored in two games or two straight games now. So I hope he's due this week against this, uh, against this Baltimore team. And last time they played here, I'm on, I'm on a pro football reference. You know, this is a great website. Uh, but the last time these two teams played, uh, in, in, uh, 2018, it looks like, uh, uh, Derek Henry averaged 7.5 yards per carry. So if we can uh, see that again, that'd be great. Yeah, definitely. I mean that that's a huge that could be a huge home run for your lineup. Um, anytime you could squeeze a Derrick Henry in, I I, I kind of tend to have guys that are matchup proof. I don't really look at the matchup. I think we psych ourselves out when making whether it be DFS lineups or redraft our redraft lineups, setting our redraft lineups weekly um, of matchups. Uh, Derrick Henry to me is kind of matchup proof. I feel like. He's a guy that any day he can go out there and have 150 yards and two touchdowns, like you said. So, you know, and for for you're able to and you're able to squeeze him in your lineup, definitely a home run and or hopefully a home run for your lineup. I forgot to mention his price here, 8200 on Fanduel. I mean, hey, think about it. You got Kamara and Henry in a lineup. That is yeah, I'm, I'm liking that. And you have feeling like you have a wide receiver one two capable running backs that could both finish in the top five very easily at any week. So regardless of this lineup, excited. So for me, my flex, I'm really not happy with it. I may even go back and change it, but I kind of had already settled on it and put it into our show sheet uh, was Rex Burkhead going against Houston. Um, he's only 4,600. Um, I like this play more before they went and activated Sony Michelle from IR, and he is and Sony Michelle is expected to play in this game. The reason I like Burkhead in this game is I feel like this game is a shootout type game. We all know Deshaun Watts, and I mean it, last week against Cleveland they didn't put up any points, so we know Deshaun Watts is going to come out firing and want to put up some points against New England. Um, and I thought Burkhead could be the product of a lot of dump offs and some goal line work, especially since Damian Harris had that chest injury and was questionable heading into the week. I thought that this was going to be a Burkhead and James White type game. Um, so now I'm kind of reconsidering that. But that said, um, if you are a Burkhead fan or a New England Patriots fan, you like it, he is only 4,600 to be able to – I mean, if you like – if you want to go ham on wide receivers and running backs and you're looking for a place to skimp and go cheap, Rex Burkhead may be an option for you. Yeah, I like that for that price. Like you said, Michelle's coming back, but he's been gone forever. Uh, you know, he'll probably, it's hard to say with Bill Belichick, but you assume he'll get phased in the offense kind of slowly. James Wright really has not been a factor whatsoever the last four or five games. You know, it's really been Rex Burkhead's backfield. And Damian Harris has that chest injury, like you said. 
I, I like this for a, for a cheaper flex play to slide into your lineup. And, you know, last week he scored those two touchdowns and had 23 fantasy points, so he liked that a lot too. So full disclosure on Rex Burkhead, I don't know what week it was this year. I should remember because it's forever burned in my mind. But I remember in one of my redraft leagues in a family league, um, the opponent I was playing at Rex Burkhead in his flex, and I kind of laughed. And I said, he's got Rex Burkhead. This is a win. And Rex Burkhead had three touchdowns, and I wound up losing. So <laughs> um, I don't know if it was week two or week three, but I remember thinking to myself, this is a win, and it didn't turn out that way. So it is one of those things you always got to think about. At any moment with Bill Belichick, he could pull the okey-doke on you at with the running back position. Yep. All right, Nate, the part of the show I've been waiting for. Who is your defense? All right, I'm kind of going to throw a lob out there because we don't know the exact situation of the starting quarterback of the opposing team. So I'm going Detroit Lions defense here. I know we talked about how poor this team is, but, you know, there is speculation that Teddy Bridgewater may not play. He's a game-time decision. So anytime you can really go up against a backup, I know P.J. Walker has speculation of being a quality backup. We haven't seen him this season uh, but you know, Lions do have some okay pieces on that defense. I know they can't stop the run. Mike Davis may have a dig a game, but anytime you know you you get a rookie in there, a PJ Walker, a first time starter, even it, it's gonna be tough for them. Um, you know, this is that kid that we saw that we saw in that uh we played for that other football league, and then he got signed by the uh, got signed by Carolina here, but. Yeah, we haven't seen him. Uh, I don't think we've seen the season uh, much, if at all. So, yeah, this is going to be you know nerve wracking. He's going to uh, he's going to possibly turn the ball over, and that's what we're hoping for. Thirty five hundred dollars for your Lions here. You know they're one of the cheapest. I bottom five, I think, uh, in terms of paying for a defense. So, like I said, if Teddy Bridgewater does play, this this projection may not look too good. But if PJ Walker is the quarterback this week, I like this one a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's like we've said before, you're, you're hoping, I mean, you want to look for that, you know, the, the bad quarterback. You want the defense who's going against that possible bad quarterback play. Um, and you've been, you know, right on a lot of your defenses this year, which, you know, goes to show like that's that's your thing. That's your niche. You found that. So it's kind of what I tried to emulate last week when I took the Jaguars. It was just a dart throw. Um, going against the Packers, I kind of figured, and Justin figured as well, like they're going to get lit up on the scoreboard. But what I'm hoping for is a defensive touchdown, which I believe they did get a defensive touchdown. So that's what you're hoping for when you go cheap on these defenses. Um, So, you know, like you said, Detroit, they may not be great against the run, but going against a possible backup quarterback, sacks, sack fumbles, sack fumbles for touchdowns, interceptions for touchdowns, that's what you're hoping for. Exactly. All right. So for me, I kind of went um, the same as you, cheap on my defense, dart throw. Um, it's a little bit closer of a matchup, though. Uh, I took the Bengals going against the Washington football team for 2300 on DraftKings. Um, yeah, it's the Bengals, but it's kind of the same reason as you said, They're you know, the quarterback play. And again, so much respect for Alex Smith for being able to come back from that injury and play at a high level. Um, but Alex Smith is... He's turnover prone. Um, the Redskins, I'm sorry, I did it again. The Washington football team is prone to turnovers. I'm just hoping to capitalize on one of them. It's all I'm hoping for by taking the Redskins at 2,300. Yeah, two weeks ago uh, when when uh, he filled in for, for the injured Kyle Allen, he threw three interceptions last week, did not turn the ball over. 
Uh, but, you know, throughout his career, he's been fumble prone, interception prone. So, um, yeah, I, I expect at least one turnover here. And, and uh, if you follow me, my scrimmage defense of the week, the Bengals were one of my picks there because of that reason. And they're probably my most played uh, team in redraft this uh, week against, uh, I mean, across all my lineups. So what you're telling me is Alex Smith's due for some turnover since he didn't have any last week. I like that. Thank you, Nate. Thanks for And as stories. a 49ers fan, I've seen plenty of Alex Smith turnovers. <laughs> All right, so that does it for our lineups. We went back and forth, ping pong back and forth between quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, tight end, flex, and defense. So just so that we can help, you know, listeners or uh, listeners who play on FanDuel, listeners who play on DraftKings. Nate's going to run down his FanDuel lineup, and I'll run down my DraftKings lineup in order. So to kind of help with clarification. All right, here we go. FanDuel quarterback Baker Mayfield, running backs Alvin Kamara and Naheem Hines, wide receivers Jalen Rieger. Terry McLaurin, Adam Fillion, tight end, the Taysom Hill, flex, Derrick Henry, and, of course, defense. We just talked about the Detroit Lions. Okay, so for me, for my DraftKings lineup, my quarterback, Taysom Hill, running backs, Mike Davis, Alvin Kamara, wide receivers, uh, Keenan Allen, Tyler Boyd, Justin Jefferson, tight end, Logan Thomas, uh, excuse me, flex, Rex Burkhead, and my defense is the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, Nate, so you got anything you want to add before we – this is our last DFS show before the Thanksgiving holidays or anything you want to let the people know, any information or anything you want to throw out there? All right. Yeah, you'll hear me again before Thanksgiving. Uh, of course, this week we'll not have a Contributors Podcast because that comes out on Thursdays, and uh, we'll, give, uh, we'll give our crew off the time there to enjoy their time with their families. Of course, you'll hear me Monday and Wednesday. Uh, you know, the We Know Fantasy Podcast, Wednesdays and Mondays with Stephen the Wave Wish List. Uh, but since it's the DFS show and you won't hear me again next week, I guess I'll go with the cliche. You know, I'm so thankful for everyone that tunes into these podcasts, thankful for all the followers I have across all social media and those people who put faith into uh, myself uh, and my crew that I have behind me, my fantastic crew, who I am also extremely thankful for and everything they do here in the We Know Fantasy brand. Uh, but put your faith in us to uh, help you, uh, you know, make some of your tough decisions each week. And uh, can't thank you guys enough. Right, thank you. Appreciate that, Nate. Uh, but I want to thank you as well for giving us all the opportunity to hop on here with podcasts. You allow, um, you deal with quite a bit of uh, BS, so to speak, with us, I know. Um, but um, you allow us to hop on here, host. You allow us to write. You allow us to talk. Uh, you know, put our input out there. And it's, you know, a very great thing to do and we hope all listeners appreciate it so without further ado don't forget check us all out we know fantasy uh on instagram facebook and twitter as well as on the web at we know again we are doing podcast daily don't forget to look sunday night for our launch of our dynasty slash devi podcast with myself nick the fantasy mechanic as well as will your ryan without further ado happy thanksgiving stay safe and enjoy. See you guys.